Oh, man, I hate Mondays. Nah, man, it's Tuesday. Wait, 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 what day is it? You know what day it is. Tuesday. Bruise Day Tuesday. Oh, fuck yeah! It's time for Bruise Day Tuesday. Brought to you by the Cellar and Six Pack Store. Here's Drez and Big Nate. Did it get you? It did. I actually had the conscious decision earlier today to put paper towels in the bear studio. So here you go, sir. It mostly got me, mercifully. Well, that's good. As long as now it's that we've not got on, coasters, as long as it's not on the board, that's all that matters. It is Bruise Day Tuesday, brought to you by the Cellar Restaurant and Six Pack Store in downtown Blacksburg. Uh, I just got back from Louisville, Kentucky. Got back. That's where you went. Yeah, I went to Louisville. If you didn't know. Hence the shirt, Louder Than Life. It was a rocking good time. But thankfully, we did find the time for one day on Sunday. We walked four miles from the uh, from the from our campsite and the festival grounds to a brewery that we've been to before. Last time we were in Louisville was for Bourbon and Beyond. And we had, I think, a couple different breweries and stuff. But this one was definitely the standout. So we knew we wanted to go back and I wanted to get beers for the show. And so uh, we hit Atrium, which is down there in Louisville. And because I like IPAs and my BB likes sours, those were the four pack I got to go. I got okay. you know four four packs to make a show's worth. So the first round is going to be sours. And you just, I think you, the one that you popped is actually sort of their staple, if you will. It, it would be their 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 flagship sour, I guess. We because that was the one that we tried last time so obviously it's been it's been there for at least a year so that would lead me to believe that that's it's the, the case. uh berry berry boy and it uh it's a fruited sour so blackberry raspberry vanilla the thing that really stands out about this one to me though is the abv on it's 6.5 percent which i mean granted not a high abv for like an ipa or like but for a sour that's 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 getting up there in numbers borderline and imperial for a yeah. sour i would say pretty impressive and not to one up you but obviously you know if uh since i'm the one that gets to delegate the beers and it's a sour so i'm gonna go with the bigger abv oh the seven and a half blackberry french toast donut boy which is a blackberry french toast donut boy it's pastry sour basically and this one i think it's got the atrium logo but it also has north lime coffee and donuts so i guess a bit of a collab here Hopefully, probably just the donut. I can't imagine coffee and a sour. Yeah. There's been, I know we just recently did a whole show about weird combinations, but I I will go ahead and if you're watching on the Facebook or the YouTube or whatever, the colors of these are pretty, pretty outstanding. I mean, there's definitely going to be some blackberry. I know we had, didn't we just recently have a a blackberry beer that you couldn't really get the blackberry or something? I I got to feel these. Yeah, that was the. that was the three Floyds. I can't remember what the name. Or was it the was. mango? The mango that oh, was coming mango. through. Yeah, we, we weren't getting the fruit. Which, <clears throat> I mean, that one was delicious. But I, I do like, particularly when you're dealing with blackberry. I kind of want that like kick in the face. I love blackberries. Mm-hmm. That's easily my favorite berry of all time. Favorite even fruit? Would you say? I feel like we did a whole fruit no, conversation I mean, not too I, long ago. Either <clears throat> favorite berry though. I mean, if you're being like pedantic, I. Tomatoes would be my favorite fruit, but uh, if we're talking like actual traditional, like you'd put it in a parfait, 
blackberries, hands down. All right, I'll give you that. I don't know what my favorite berry would be. Not strawberry. Definitely not strawberry. Maybe a cranberry? Raspberries? I do like cranberries. I like raspberries. Cherry wouldn't count as a berry, right? It doesn't end in a berry, but it seems like <laughs> Airy, it would be in that family. It's, it's there. It's It's got to be. If, if cranberries are a berry, they're very similar to cherries mm. in, in the way they kind of grow. Yeah, I don't know. We, we digress. <laughs> well, that's a hell of a conversation. Are grapes a berry? I was I was about to go there next, but I was trying to get off the fruit because I, I feel wine. like we talked about fruit. Wine's oh. my favorite fruit. <laughs> so, yeah, we went out on Sunday. We did a bit of a walk. You know, it's a four-day rock and metal festival. So by day four, you're you're pretty tired, let's be honest, but not tired enough to walk four miles for beer. But that being said, you know, we wanted to get up at a decent enough time. The brewery didn't open until 11, so BB found, she's like, okay, well, maybe we can find a place for breakfast, yeah. brunch on the way there. And wouldn't you know it, right on the way was a place called Breakfast AF. And I think we all know what AF stands for. <laughs> and, and you know what they do there. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, so they're open from like early morning till like 2.30. And then they reopen 4 till midnight or something as Pizza AF. So it's a pizza joint pl- slash Gold breakfast purpose. I joint. I like it. Yeah. And we got the chicken and waffles. And I got just a more typical breakfast thing. She got some avocado dealy that was, that was good. But what's funny was I was wearing my Pennywise shirt, and as I'm looking at the menu, the the cook happens to look over and sees my shirt. He's like, you like Pennywise? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, I actually almost took a, a job as the head cook at one of their restaurants in Hermosa Beach. And I was like, no, no kidding, man. He was like, yeah, yeah, I ended up... Um, I guess not doing it, whatever. I can't remember what he said. but There's a story there. But then he sure. said, you know, this was Sunday. He said, I'm actually going to be going here for the festival. I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm actually going to be there later today because we're catering for Green Day. And then he was telling me the story of when he he's catered for Metallica and all this. So needless to say. They this know is what the, they're doing. This is a good place that, and that obviously uh, very rocker friendly because they're getting pulled to come in and cater on the regular for rock stars. I, I always love when you, when you run into that. There was a... I don't know if it's still there. I know it was like back when I was still at Radford. There's a diner across from the Fillmore in Charlotte. Okay. And uh, you go into the diner. I only know this from experience. We we left after the Motorhead show and went over to the diner to, you know, kill some time, get some breakfast before we, you know, just trying to wait out the traffic. And uh, in the jukebox was nothing but like heavy metal. And Everyone in the diner, like, apparently just latched on to Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast. So, like, we sat there in that diner and listened to Number of the Beast in its entirety. Like, the the whole album. album. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, someone obviously, like, A, dumped a lot of coin on this, but B, like, never going to get this experience again. You know, that's one of the things I, I do remember about, like, for whatever reason, particularly the Pizza Hut where I grew up had a jukebox, and it was the kind with the... Where it would have the album cover and then the CD and then the listings and you'd hit the page and then the page would flip. And I was thinking, man, I should probably get one of those because I still have all of my CDs. How sweet would it be to put them in a jukebox and ha- and do them that way? Right now, all my CDs are basically just in a box down in the basement. Like, what good is that doing? That's, I think, 
possibly one of the best ideas you've ever had now. I'm, yeah, I mean, and now would the I'll, wife go for that? Well, what I'll have to do, it's going to be a while. It won't work in our current housing situation. But once I get my, you know, man cave and I'll be able to, I'll rebuy my Tetris machine and foosball table and I have a pool table and all that sort of jazz. I think I'll have to get a jukebox and, no, I think and do, it, do it like that. Fantastic plan. But it'll be, the hard part is, is because I mean, how many CDs can they have? I feel like it's probably up to like maybe 500 or something. But that's still not enough. I mean, well, I have to get no, the a couple hard jukeboxes. Part, the hard part is going to be putting in the uh, cut numbers because I feel, I mean, depending on what jukebox you get, you have to like manually code all that in. I got time. I got time for something like that. You'll man. make it work. Yeah, absolutely. And, so, and I mean, the, the cool thing about that would be like just revisiting all the, oh, damn, I forgot I had this CD. Yeah, no kidding, man. I, I Frankly, I've thought about how I should really need to go through and cycle through them and Case in point, I was actually just looking at some of the retro lunch tracks. I was like, man, you know, I really should probably just grab some of my CDs and bring those in and rip some stuff and and get you some more stuff to play in that so noon we'll, hour. We'll, we'll make it a bear project. Yeah. Oh, there we go. We'll put Kyle to work. <laughs> so He would do it. Oh, of course. Good old Kyle. K-Dog. So what was the uh, biggest takeaway from Louder Than Life other than beer? Biggest takeaway... It was nice being at a festival, rock festival, done right. Couldn't tell you how many times a different festival was brought up this past weekend by, com- by comparison. But I did just sit back every now and then and just took it all in because it's so it's such a massive undertaking. And I saw, I got the press release not too long ago. Once again, Louder Than Life is the biggest rock festival in North America. I mean, it is huge. Yeah. 180,000 Rock fans came out for that, is what they said. I, and I'm not too sure how they came up to that calculation, if it's specific, like, single-day passes versus, you know, if you got a four-day wristband, they only count you as one. I, I, I don't know how they came up to that, but 180,000 is what it said. And just looking around and just seeing, even just the VIP section alone, I'm like, it's just this huge tent. They got all this barricades. They got all the different towers for the sound system, the stages. I mean, there was, there was two, four... Six stages, seven or eight, if you count like the little ones that are in, you know, certain different setups and stuff. So it's huge. It's crazy. It's awesome. My biggest takeaway from the outside, because I was here, uh, is logistically, it seems like it would be a nightmare, but it seems like every, I mean, Danny Wimmer, they're not going to half-ass anything, but it seemed like there were so many moments that, that you guys got that were... It didn't feel like there were like 180,000 people there. It didn't feel like there were that many people there. It 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 kind of still all flowed. And I, and I saw people were like checking into camping with their RVs and like done in a half hour oh. in their spot. Oh, it was it was even faster than that. The only thing, the only thought I had was I we pulled in. Then there wasn't really a great signage of do I go right here? Do I go sh-? so. I actually went and just was wandering through a park a lot, not the RV park a lot. This is not the right way. I should have turned this way. But then once we did, we went up to the security. You know, they pop in. You got any glass? They look look through some cupboards and stuff, make sure there's, you know, you don't got anything. No joke. We were through security and went and found our spot in, I mean, maybe 10 minutes. That's maybe impressive. 10 minutes. And, and you didn't have to ride a shuttle to get to the festival. No, not at all. Ironically, the spot that we had was the exact same spot that 
we had at Bourbon and Beyond the year before. Now that was sort of by design. They weren't, I didn't really see people directing us and I knew what we kind of wanted to go there because it was, our RV spot was in a little section that was right next to a hotel. And it worked great because that hotel would block the sun in the morning. So you would have that shade to keep it cool. So I was like, if we can get back in that area, that'd be great. And sure enough, I went there. And then our exact spot was available. I was like, well, that's convenient. Let's just go ahead and pop it here. So, I mean, that would be my other question is a scenario like that. You obviously can't leave your RV running all day. Like Mm -mm. if you were in a spot that wasn't great, do you like, you know, I I don't know what time the last set was, but I'm assuming it probably ended at like 11. Yeah. So it probably ended about 1231. Well, the last band, the last band is they're done by they were done by eleven. Okay. Like so, so you get back and you're like tired from a day of rocking. Do you really want to bother with setting everything up and getting the AC going? Or? Well, you don't even need it. I was amazed. I mean, it was eighty. It got up to the mid eighties every day and sunny, but by nightfall it cooled off. Like it was getting down to low sixties at night. All right. So by the time you get to the campsite at eleven thirty midnight or whatever. It's been dark for four hours, five hours, and it's already cool in the RV. You know, you leave a couple of the windows open to vent and let the cool air in and stuff and the hot air out, and it was fine. Temperature wasn't an issue. The thing that was a bit different between Louder Than Life and Bourbon and Beyond the year before were the quiet hours. At Louder Than Life, camping quiet hours are 3 a.m. to 8 a.m., you know, that, so, that prime five hours of yeah, quiet. Yeah, exactly. And some a-holes don't even abide by that and and leave their generators running all night long, which actually led us to moving from our site that we had the year before slightly down to try and get away from some I mean, noise. We, we've had to do that here at the, the station, leave the generators running all night for like a week at a time. and. Mm-hmm. and Oh, those Once things. those shut off, like you don't realize how much of an effect that has on your hearing. Oh yeah, Con- when it's like, just constantly there. I still have flashbacks and like hear that. Like, yeah, and imagine that times at least probably <laughs> ten or so within earshot oh, that are God. running. Yeah, so rock festival camping versus bourbon and beyond, which is more of just different genres and yeah. Quite different, I would say. Same with the people watching and just being in the festival. It's much different uh, caliber of people, those I would your, say. Those are your diehards. Well, yeah, than that's life. the thing. Honestly, like the louder than life are more my people. Bourbon and Beyond's just casual. Like like you said, it's people who are like, man, there's no band I'm dying to see, but I'm going to this festival. Yeah, it's more like they're more there to party and have just have a good time versus, yeah, the diehards. So. I can talk a lot more about, and maybe we'll delve into more of the bands and stuff and whatnot here in a little bit. But first, let's go ahead and untap these beers from Atrium Brewing right there in Louisville. A cool spot. We didn't get any food. In fact, I don't remember if we ate there last year or not. But I looked at the menu, and I got excited because they had they had the, the, they had the, well they had the pretzel. They also had a couple other things I can't remember that sounded good. So I was like, oh, yeah, great. We can definitely eat there. But then, of course, we we hit breakfast AF beforehand. So we were pretty full. Wanted to just focus on the beer. But the food, was food. I think, is probably pretty damn good. And, of course, the beer is phenomenal. I'll let you start because I think mine is a bit of a derivative of yours. So, so this is absolutely delicious. Um, 
The only ding I would have for it is that it's not sour enough. I'm not getting enough of that tartness. Uh, it's kind of like I'm drinking a blackberry cobbler, which is not the worst thing in the world by any stretch of the imagination. It's going to get high marks. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 4.5. I think, and I could be mistaken, and in fact, I can confirm it because there's a handy dandy beer app, which is what he's referring to with his score. It's called Untapped. Drez Drinks is my handle. Big Nate Danger sits up front uh, next to me. And basically, it's just a great way to keep track of your beers and see what you're thinking and all that good stuff. And as I mentioned, the, what was it called? The Berry Berry Boy or something? Yep. Uh, that one was on tap when we were there last. So I can even tell you, oh no, I did not like that one. I, I was must have been thinking of a different sour. What'd you give it? I actually went through... I'll see. I'll see. I'll see what I think when I I gave that one a three two five my first time mm-hmm. I tried it, but there were a couple sours from the last time we were there that I did 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 give a pretty good high mark, and I think it was because it was this color. It was they had I guess they always have maybe a pastry sour on tap. Last one it was a lemon bar, mm. if I'm not mistaken. So it was something like that. This one a French toast donut boy. I am a French toast donut boy. I love French toast. I love donuts. And as you mentioned, I think one of the things about these blackberry beers that they have aren't super sour, which obviously I'm not a huge fan of. It's coming in at 7.5%, and it's sweet, it's tasty. This one's probably right there, too, a 4.5, man. Mm, it is good. So Atrium, the brewery, is known for their sours. They're known for their hazies which we're going to do next. They're also known for their lagers. So a, a nice little cross the board. They're also in the Germantown area. So you'll see, you know, that's why you got the lagers. There was, I think the best beer I had there was actually, believe it or not, uh, a Marzen was, they had a Marzen that was pretty damn good. I think they got the best Marzen. a good Marzen. But the reason why that one was probably the best was because the two beers that I brought back, I didn't try because I knew I was going to bring it back and do it on the show, which is what we will do coming up after this. It's Bruise Day Tuesday, Louder Than Life, Louisville edition right here on 105.3 The Bear. Stick around.